0: Welcome, welcome once again to Calvary Baptist Church. Um, we're so glad that you're here this morning. I'm, I'm super excited for this, this message today. This is message number four in our Renovation of the Heart series. And we've been talking about renovating our hearts. It is a new year. It is all about uh, new life and new beginnings. And we are renovating our hearts. You might be renovating other places, but my hope is that your desires will be renovated that your desires will be transformed and changed through this process. So, as we lean into this, being a disciple means being a renovator. And we've been in this text every week. You guys have been reading the same passage together with Steve for four weeks now. And my hope is that kind of like when we teach a song, how it gets stuck in your head and stuck into your mind, and you catch yourself singing it throughout the week, that the word of God, the scripture would get stuck in your mind, and you'll, you'll start to feel familiarized with this passage of scripture because it's so important. So we're going to walk through this and then we're going to explain it. And this is going to bring a lot of pieces together. I'm super excited for today because I think it's going to have the power to transform your life. In 2 Peter chapter 1 verse number 2, it says, Grace and peace be multiplied unto you through the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord, according to his divi- as his divine power hath given unto us all things that pertain or that we need for life and godliness. God has given us everything we need to live a life of godliness through the knowledge of him that hath called us to glory and virtue, whereby are given unto us exceeding great and precious promises. God's given us promises and he's given us promises for a reason, that by these promises, you might be partakers of the divine nature, that this is a way for you to become like Christ, to become like God and live like God, think like God, and feel the um, similar emotional responses as God would if he were living in your body. Having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. And we spent a lot of time talking about that. We spend a lot of time talking about the vision that we need to have in Christ. So we're going on today. In verse 5, it says, For this very reason, because you've gotten these promises, because you've escaped from the corruption of your desire in the world, this is what you should do. Make every effort, and this is the ESV because the the language is a little clearer, make every effort to supplement your faith, first part there is faith, with with virtue, and virtue with knowledge, and knowledge with self-control, and self-control with steadfastness, and steadfastness, with godliness and godliness with brotherly affection and brotherly affection with love brotherly affection with love so god has rescued us from the insanity of this corrupt desire that oftentimes takes over our lives and causes us to obsess about things and we're supposed to have faith faith is trusting that god is good It's trusting that he knows what he's talking about, that he loves you and wants to do what is best for you. It's about trust. It's all about trust. We talked about that last week. Faith is all about trusting that when God says to do something, he's saying it because he loves you and cares about you and wants what is best for you. That's trust. That's faith. Virtue is behavior showing high moral standards. Virtue is simply doing good things. Knowledge is facts, information, skills that you acquire through study or experience. And then self-control is the ability to control yourself, in particular, your emotions, your desires, and the expression of your emotions and desires, especially in difficult situations. This is a spiritual growth progression. There's a couple passages in the Bible that explain how spiritual growth works in our lives. Okay? This is one of them. And that's why we've been steeped in it for the beginning of the year. Because if you understand this progression and how this works, that you will be able to work with God to help yourself grow spiritually in your life. You'll be able to partner with the Holy Spirit in that growth. And we're going to explain that for the rest of the message. We're going to explain how this passage works. So let's break it down. Faith. I learned to trust God. I learned to really believe and even when I'm scared because I struggle with trusting God at times. I struggle with it. There are times when, I, when God is telling me to do something and the Holy Spirit's nudging me to do something. And I know here that it's the right thing to do. I've been taught that. I've read it in the Bible. But something in my body, something in my desire tells me this is scary. And I worry that maybe I won't be taken care of if I do this thing. And we talked about that last week. We, we tore that apart. We, we talked a lot about that. We spent three weeks building the groundwork to trust God. And faith is trusting God will do what he says he will do. And that he is who he says he is. That God knows best for me. That God has done what is best for me. And that God continues to do what is best for me. Because God is love. And God can be trusted. So, when I trust God, then I decide to take action to do the things that God says to do because I trust that what he says to do is what's best for me and that will help me achieve the vision of a life with Christ. And that's behavior showing high moral standards. It's virtue. It's do what Jesus taught to do. It's action, action, action. And if you notice, knowledge comes after the action. Isn't interesting? Take action. Do something. The Bible says that, that um, we could do anything with Christ. And that without Christ, we can do nothing. So you could be sure, if right now in your life you're doing nothing, it's without Christ. Think about that. If nothing is what is happening in your life, then you're doing that nothing without Jesus. He's not a part of the nothing that you decide to do when you sit and do nothing. It's without Christ. When we do things, though, when we take action, especially trusting God, then Christ is with us, Christ is with us. And adults learn on a need-to-know basis. When you try something and you fail, then you're motivated to figure out, how do I do this? How do I make this work? We talked about that with, uh, with uh, Mr. Wizard and the, the playground for learning in week one. How do I learn how to do this? Well, I tried this, it's not working. God, what do I do? How do I, how do I make this work? And that's That's where knowledge comes in. Knowledge is facts and information and skills that we acquire by trying stuff, by doing stuff, by studying. And we're supposed to fill our mind with the things of God to keep your mental shelves packed with good things. And then, having trusted God, taken action to do what God has said, and then learned how to do it better, learned from experience, study, then we get to self-control. And self-control is managing your life Under God. It's the ability to control yourself, in particular your emotions and your desires, especially in difficult situations. We're supposed to manage our lives as an extension of God's kingdom. You are a manager. You can't just give God the keys to your life and say, This is a dumpster fire, (laughs) and walk away. That's not what God offers you are supposed to have agency in it and you say well what about grace what about grace uh, my budding theologians out there grace is opposed to earning not effort grace is opposed to earning not effort grace is opposed to you saying look what i did i'm awesome okay it's not opposed to you trying and actually doing good things so How does this work? How do we think about this? I've spent years really trying to put this together, and every time I come at this, I think of a different analogy to help me understand how these pieces fit together. So, I have a new analogy I want to teach it to you guys today, and hopefully this revolutionizes how you think about yourselves and how you follow God. So, the first part of you is your mind. Okay? This is mind. Everybody say, hi, mind. All right, that's great. Yeah, mind... This is your mind. Your mind has one job, and your mind's job is to fill the shelf, okay? Your mind's job is to fill the shelf. I want you to imagine a shelf full of assorted colors of balls. These are thoughts, and every ball on the shelf represents a thought, okay? Different things that you could think of. One ball, maybe the red ball is sex. Maybe the uh, orange ball is money. Maybe the yellow ball is sports. Um, It could be anything. It could be things you worry about. It could be dreams that you have. It could be um, food. It could be anything. Like anything that you think about is represented by a ball on the shelf. And your mind's job is to keep the shelf full. If the mind hates anything, it is an empty space on the shelf. Your mind can't stand an empty space on the shelf. That's why you fill in the gaps. Have you ever, ever had that what if? Situation. Well, what if? You see, when you watch a TV show and then you they show you a character, and then later on they show you something else, and then your mind you instantly go, "I know who did it." You know what that is? That's the mind filling in the empty space on the shelf. The mind just loves to fill in the story, and when we don't have enough information, the mind will make it up. It will fill in the shelf, so we have to keep the shelf full. The mind says, we we have nothing on the shelf. We have to fill the shelf." And it's going to fill the shelf with with sex uh, thoughts about um, good thoughts about sex, bad thoughts about sex, money, worry about work or passion or ambition, your health, memories of good times. It could fill the shelf with scripture, the goodness of God, creative ideas, humor. You name it. The mind keeps the shelf stocked, and the mind just doesn't like gaps. So remember that it's always looking to find stuff to put on the shelf to think about. Next up, we have Will. Will is the director of your life. Will is the director, and it is Will's job to choose something from the shelf to give to desire. Will selects things from the shelf that mind has filled the shelf with and says, what is the best thing? And Will's job is to look at the shelf of available things and select the best thing to give to desire. And it's Will's job to direct the whole show. But Will can only choose what he sees on the shelf. Will has to pick what we're going to do today based on what is available on the shelf. And every day, Will sees what's on the mind and selects the best things to give to desire. Now, who is desire? Desire's job is to seek action. Desire's job is to seek action. Desire is the adventurer. Desire can't stand to sit still, to 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 be bored. Oh, there's only one problem, and desire is great. Desire keeps us all moving, but desire is dumb. Desire is dumber than a bag of rocks. Okay, desire has no clue what is good, what is bad. Desire just wants to do something. Okay? And desire's main job is to play with the dog. Desire's main job is to play with the dog, and the dog is your body. The dog's not good or bad. The dog is good or bad, depending on how desire trains it. Okay? You've met good dogs and bad dogs. Some dogs potty on the floor. Some dogs are amazing. Some dogs fetch. Some dogs run off with the ball, right? Desire is is his job is to play with dog. And dog doesn't care what we do as long as we do something. Dog loves to play, dog loves to sleep, dog loves to eat. Dog loves hanging out with Desire. Everything is play when it's done with Desire. And dog and Desire are best friends. They get along like peas and carrots. They are just best buddies. And this is wonderful. It's Desire's job to get direction from Will as to what games to play with dog. So Will is supposed to look at the shelf and say, okay, what are we doing today? Then Will picks something and directs it, gives it to Desire, Desire then plays with the dog. That's how your life works. Every day, Will sees what's on the mind, selects the best things to direct Desire to play with the dog. Go get the red ball, go get the red ball. And Desire tells the dog what to go get. And the dog runs and gets the red ball, and then we play with the red ball, and it's great. Red ball, red ball. And then it's time to put the red ball back on the shelf. The mind looks and says, oh, they loved red ball. They loved red ball so much. Let's stock more red ball tomorrow. This was so good. Let's put more red ball on the shelf tomorrow. And Desire trains the dog to play with the toys as directed by Will. This is how it's supposed to work. When everything's working well, this is how it works. Will says to Desire, hey, we should, we should do this today. You know, we should, um, we should spend time with our kids today. And the Desire says, oh, that sounds like fun. And then, yeah, go get, go get the, the blue ball. Go get the orange ball. And the dog runs and grabs the ball and then they play. And now we're playing with our kids. And Mind says, wow, that was wonderful. Family memories, this is great. And writes that down on its notes and says, we're going to put more of that on the shelf tomorrow. And the Mind is greatly interested in the actions of desire and dog. And so it keeps the shelves stocked with the things that they love the most. Desire is a very charismatic person. Desire is just so fun. And Will is supposed to to be the director. Like he's supposed to run the show. And it's Will's job to pick the best things for desire and dog to play with. But desire can't stand inaction and indecision you ever had a boss at work who like would make any decisions? I you probably have, maybe. And you're like, what are we supposed to do today? Oh, I don't know. And then you're left with like, so so either you're like, great, I'm taking a nap. Or if you're like me, you're like, I'm going to find something to do. Next thing you know, the boss comes back and you built like a garage or you've, you've cleaned something or you've done something and you're like, what did you do that for? Well, you didn't tell me anything else to do so I just found something to do. Because it can't sit still. And desire is like that. If Will doesn't tell desire what to do, desire goes, you know, they wake up in the morning, dog is sleeping, desire's like, come on, we've got to do something. We've got to do something. And he goes over, knocks on the door. Hey, Will, 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 it's 7 a.m. Will, what are you doing? And Will's like, what are we gonna do today? 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 And Will says, I don't know. I don't want to think about it. What do you mean? We gotta tell. Him what are we gonna do? We gotta do something. I don't know. I don't want to. You want me to pick? I'll pick something. I'll pick something. I know what to do. I know just what to do. <laughs> and his Will's like, oh, whatever. And then Desire runs off. Like, we're playing red ball, red ball, red ball. It's our favorite thing. We're to do this thing and we're going to pick it and then next thing you know, Desire and Dog are playing. And Desire could get in this habit. If Will sleeps a lot and Will doesn't speak up and Will doesn't have a spine, then Desire starts running the show and Desire starts, stops knocking at Will's door. Well, we don't need to hear from him. Let's just do this. And Dog gets so happy. Like Next thing you know, Dog's already there with his tail wagging and the ball in his mouth. Like, do you know what we're playing? <laughs> and you're like, what's going on? You know how And Will, Will's not even in the game. And that's what happens a lot of times and that's how obsession happens in our lives. When Will falls asleep and doesn't do his job of directing the team. And it's hard. Will can get overwhelmed and outnumbered unless your will is a good director. And when you decide to follow Jesus, when you decide to trust God and follow Jesus, then will gets help from teacher. Will gets help from teacher. And Jesus said, I have to go, I have to leave you. Right before he died, he told his disciples, I have to leave. But if I go, I'm going to prepare a place for you while I'm there. And I'm going to send the teacher. The Bible says the comforter. The Holy Spirit of God. And the Holy Spirit will guide you in all things. It will teach you. And that's what the Holy Spirit does. The Holy Spirit is a mentor and a guide and a teacher to teach Will how to do his job well. The teacher loves to teach. The teacher is compassionate. The teacher loves the mind. The teacher loves Will. The teacher loves desire. And the teacher loves the dog. And the teacher's greatest hope is that Will learns how to direct this team to do good and great things. This is very, very important. This is so important. The teacher teaches Will. And some people are so frustrated with the insanity of their lives that they want the teacher to run the show. And early on, say early in recovery, or if you're, you're at a really bad place and, and uh, obsession has taken over your life and the whole situation's out of whack, sure, the teacher will come in and say, hey, you know, knock, like bang on the wall, flip the light switch, everybody sit down. You ever have a teacher like that? You know, it's, it's like a zoo and everything's crazy. And the teacher, everybody sit down right now. What's going on? Y'all know better than this. Now, Will is supposed to run the show and you better listen to him! Right? It's kind of like the principal comes in and then everybody's like on their best behavior for like half an hour. (laughs) And the teacher will come in and do that. But then Will has to implement a plan. Will has to implement a strategy. Will's got to listen to teacher or else things are going to go right back to the chaos. And people want the teacher to do the job of will, so will could just go sleep. But that's not what the Holy Spirit offers us. The will is supposed to do the job of shaping up the rest of the team with the mentoring and guidance of the teacher. That's how this works? That's how it works? The teacher said, "Hey, will, do you think there's enough good things, tire and dog to play with." Like I noticed on the shelf it doesn't seem like we have a whole lot of healthy choices. What do you think we should do? Bill says, I don't know. I don't know what to do, man. I mean, Every time I tell mine that we should do other things, he doesn't listen to me. Mine just watches what Desire and Dog do. And he picks what they like. He doesn't even listen to me. You know? (laughs) Jesus says, well, Will, do you want to know how to get mine to put some healthier things on the shelf? Are you interested in listening? Bill says, I don't know, it probably won't work, you know. But I'll listen. I'll trust you. I'll trust you. So, teacher says, mind keeps track of what desire and dog play with and enjoy. They put stuff on the shelf based on what they see them doing. So, all you have to do is get desire and dog to play with some good things. Will says, that's impossible. Desire is not going to play with good things. Desire wants to play with what desire wants to play with. says, then discipline them. Discipline them. And Will says, I can't discipline desire. Like, he's so cool. And if I discipline him, he'll, he won't like me anymore. And what will mine think? I I can't do that. I mean, you want me to discipline them like. I don't know. That just doesn't feel like me. The teacher says, it's what you have to do if you want to direct them to you. Remember, the vision here is peace. A peace-filled life full of love and joy and kindness. So the teacher says, why don't we discipline them? And Will says, okay. How do I discipline them? And the teacher says, we fast. We fast. We declare a fast. Red alert. Red alert. And Will declares a fast. And there's red lights going on, and Desire's like, what's going on, man? And Dog's like, what's going on? And they look, and there's only green balls on the shelf. There's only green balls. All the red balls are gone, all the orange balls are gone, all the yellow balls are gone. The only thing on the shelf is green balls. And Desire starts freaking out. Desire goes marching up to Will. Hey, what's the big idea, buddy? Why are there no red balls on the shelf? Where's the red balls? Where did you put them, Will? Will? And Will says, we're going to do what's good for us. We're going to do what's good for us. And Desire says, no, I'm not doing it. And Desire pouts and sits on the floor and says, I can't do this. I can't stand this. And Dog puts his head down. I hate this. This stinks. This is no fun. And the time goes on. And Will says, what do we do? What do we do? And Teacher says, just wait. Just wait. Just wait. Just wait. So they sit there. You've got to stand still. You're in a fight. And Will's like, oh, they're going to hate me. They're going to hate me. About half a day goes by. And Desire looks over at the ball. says, where's the red ball? He goes running back to Will. Will, we need the red ball. We need the red ball. Why do you need the red ball? Because we want to play. We'll play with the green ball. We can't play with the green ball. Why can't you play with the green ball? Well, it's green. You can't play toss with the green ball. You can't roll it. Green ball, it won't work. Why won't it work? Because it's green. Dog hates green. So (laughs) you just have to make do. Just have to make do. So Desire goes over, fine, we'll try. And then they grab the ball. This is gross. I don't like it. He drops it on the ground. The dog kind of looks up a little bit, noses it back to him. They kick it back and forth. And next thing you know, Desire and dog are playing with the green ball. They're like, wow, you can play with the green ball. The green ball bounces just like the red ball. The green ball throws just like the red ball. The green ball rolls. We're having fun with the green ball. And mine takes note. Wow, they like the green ball. Maybe you know what? Maybe we'll throw some green ball in the mix every now and then. This is, this is pretty cool. And writes it down. I could actually play with the green ball. And Will looks at teacher, and the teacher encourages Will to stand firm. And this is the progress that is outlined in 2 Peter 1. This is the progress of retraining your team because you have a mind. You have desire. You've got a dog. And you've got a will. And you have to retrain your team to pursue the things that are good for you. And in 2 Peter chapter 1, he says, add to your faith, to your trust with the teacher Add action. Direct desire in the dog to do what is good. And then the mind will learn, well, that's not so bad. This is pretty cool. I like this. And desire and dog will learn, hey, you know what? When we play with green ball, we're not as tired as we used to be. We don't feel as yucky about ourselves. Like I feel, I feel refreshed. I feel full. I feel joy. And mind will take note. This was good. This was good. Let's do more of that. And if you continue this process of the will, standing firm and disciplining the desire in the body, the dog is necessary, then you end up in a place where you're managing your life. You have self-control. You are able to manage and direct your life. Your own life. Because that is what God wants. Manage your life as an extension of God's kingdom. When God made Adam and Eve, He put them in the garden and He says, He gave them dominion. You have control over this place to subdue it, to build it, to do good. It is your job and my job to make choices about what is good and to do them under the direction of the teacher. To listen and then take action. Not just to, to want the teacher to do the job for us and hope that, well, eventually I'll die. And then my will will be a good leader of my life. I'll get a new dog. I'll get a new desire when I get to heaven someday when I die. Yeah. But you got the teacher now saying, hey, Will, wake up. Wake up. Wake up. You're wasting your life. Wake up. Direct. Direct. So, how do you want to direct your life? How do you want to direct your life? What do you want to happen in your day-to-day? What do you want your desire to focus on? What do you want the dog to do? What do you want your mind to fill the shelves with? What is your intention with this team? God has given you this team, has given you dominion over this team, and given you the teacher to empower you to actually do something with the team. So what are you going to do with it? Desire will quickly take over and run the show if you don't stand up to it. And teacher might occasionally come in and flip over the table and say, everybody sit down! But unless Will learns to be a leader and run the show, run the life according to what the teacher says is an extension of the Kingdom of God, everything will go right back to insanity. So what do you want to do with your life? Do you trust the teacher or not? Do you trust the Holy Spirit or not? If you trust the Holy Spirit, then listen. Listen and learn how to direct your desire. If you trust them, then quit being a wimp. Quit letting desire run the show. Some of you need to stand up to desire because desire has been a bully in your life. And it's charismatic, and you're scared to death if you stand up to desire that everything is going to revolt and turn on you. And that you're going to have World War III and your whole life's going to fall apart. And the teacher's saying, come on, man. Come on. You've got to stand up to that guy. You've got to teach him because he's dumb. And he won't do what is good unless you direct him. So, I want you, I want you to make a decision today. I'm going to ask if you could bow your head and close your eyes. If you don't want to pray, that's up to you. But at least give yourself and other people around you some privacy. I'm going to ask you a couple questions. What is your intention with your team? What do you want your life to be about? To do? What do you want your team to accomplish? Your mind, your desire, your body, will. What do you want to do? What's your intention? In Colossians, it says, Set your affection on things above, not on things in the earth. We are supposed to set our intention to direct our team, our body, our mind, our desire, and our will as an extension of God's kingdom. What do you want to do? Second question Do you trust the teacher? Do you trust the teacher? I know desire is a big bully. I know dog <laughs> runs right along with desire. But you've got to trust the teacher. Do you trust the teacher? And if you trust them, then listen. So here's the decision I would like for you to consider today. I would like you to do this today if you mean business. In just a moment, I'm going to pray. That God will empower our will that this week specifically that the Holy Spirit would teach our will how to direct our lives. It would show us one thing to do, one area to change, one place to stand up to desire. And I want you to pray that with me. I want you to say, God, I invite you to train Will. And if you mean that, then He will show up. I promise, I guarantee He will show up and teach you. Let's pray. Dear God, we confess that our team has become dysfunctional. The team inside of us, the mind, the desire, the dog, they all just kind of run and do their own thing. And too often, Will has been asleep. Will has been scared. Will has cowered to the desires of the body and of desire. Please forgive us. Forgive us for being scared to listen to the teacher, your Holy Spirit. God, I pray this week that we would open up our hearts, our minds, our desires, and our body to listen to the will. Let us pray that we would listen to you And that we would trust You enough to take action for You. To do what is good. And then learn in that process. If we need to fast, God, I pray that we would fast. That we would deny our body and our desires so that we can learn what is good. Help us to trust You. I pray that the stronghold of this brokenness that is in the life of someone here this morning and that's listening online, I pray that you would break that down. That you would come in, that you would flip over the tables, that you would do whatever's necessary so they can have a moment to regain control and start to learn and be mentored by you. And God, we know we can't do this alone. We need your help, but we also need community. We need people around us that that prompt us and push us towards self-control under the guidance of the Holy Spirit. So don't let us do this alone. Help us reach out to someone this week. Help us share our story. Help us set goals in our small groups. I pray that our will would run the show to focus on you. In Jesus' name, amen.